Welcome to another episode of the Campus Experience. On this episode, I talk about mental resilience and emotional intelligence, how you can overcome challenges, manage your energy, and make the most of whatever obstacles present themselves in front of you. I'm speaking on this episode to Patty Jin. You can check out her podcast and look her up on YouTube and find out everything that she's about. So today, if you're interested in getting an edge, if you're interested in figuring out how you can overcome obstacles and challenges and learn from them, then this is the episode for you. As always, I'd love to know what you think and love to know what you get out of it. So reach out to me on LinkedIn at Josh Farr or connect with me via email at josh at campusconsultancy.org. Enjoy. Hey guys, this is Patty back here again today and I'm with Josh. Hi guys. So Josh is the founder of Campus Consultancy and we're very lucky today to have Josh here to talk about mental resilience and self-awareness with us. So thank you for being here again today, Josh. Patty, thanks for having me. It's awesome to have a chat. Yeah. So can you please tell me about your journey and how you started this, um, this, this company? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for me, I think it really started, this is how I thought life would go. Go to uni, get good grades, get a job. Found out that wasn't the case. And 10 student volunteering roles later, I eventually got a job in engineering only to find out that it wasn't what I wanted to do. Didn't make me happy. So years of university down, um, I thought I sort of had a decision to make. And I said, I can either stick in a job that I don't love or go out and try to find something I do love. Yeah. Um, And so I left, which was a big decision at the time. Uh, I think my mum was very nervous for me. She was like, are you ever going to get a job again? You know? And then I went and traveled for two years. And over those two years, I had some amazing experiences. And uh, we, what I really learned from that, to summarize, when I came back was I wanted to do a job with purpose. I wanted to do something that wasn't about me. It was more about we, as corny as that sounds. Yeah. Uh, something where I could give and contribute. I started in education, worked in a nonprofit for a couple of years in recruitment. Uh, and that, that got me back into the uni sector, which is where I am now. And at that time, the problem I saw was so many young people, great unis, great degrees, they work really hard. But just like me, they thought grades were the way to get a job. And the problem is that's true for some people, but for so many people, it's not. And I wanted to help students who develop the other skills that would help them get a job. Um, your academics are great, but don't listen to this and drop out of uni, you know? I never get invited back. But <laughs> there's a lot of other skills that are they're important and they're fun. And I think yeah. it should be fun to learn these things. So that's what I'm obsessed with. And that's what we do at campus. Um, with 27 unis around the country, just under 10,000 students we've worked with over the last couple of years. Wow. Um, yeah, I love it. It's amazing. And what were some of those skills that are, that are really important to prepare before you go into the workforce? Yeah, it's a great question. So we frame a lot of things under like leadership and emotional intelligence. Um, so originally, Daniel Goleman wrote a book on emotional intelligence in the 90s, and he said it has there's five elements. The self-awareness, like who are you? What are your strengths? What are you like? Yeah. Self-regulation. So like, can you control and understand your emotions and your beliefs and all those sorts of things? empathy which is really interesting google did a big study in the top i think it was the top seven things that they found in successful employees in google big tech company empathy was in the top seven um, so that's a whole kind of category um, people skills was one of them how do you deal with other people communicate interpersonal skills and then motivation can you set goals do you understand what you actually want can you you know jump out of bed in the morning and chase it even though it's cold outside um, yeah. so we have Lots of workshops, more than 50 workshops, but we fit almost all of them under one of those five areas because it gives it a framework. Um, and, and yeah, so I would say things like, so if you're looking at something really practical, okay, well, how do I use all of that? Goal setting is a powerful technique. Set a goal today that you don't think you can achieve, but maybe just maybe you could achieve. Mm-hmm. Should it be something that excites you? 
and terrifies you at the same time. Set one yes. of them right now. What is it? Exactly. Like, yeah. If you if you're in doubt, open your bank account. Set a goal there. If well, you're, I can relate uh, to that. Yeah. You know. So, which is important. So anyway, we we take people through those different things, and and that's just yeah, that'd be an example of if you can go to an employer and say, hey, I you know. I wanted to raise $5,000 for a charity and had never mm-hmm. raised any money before. Like it's not, it doesn't, it's not that you've achieved the goal. And like all of these skills, it's not, it's not the output. It's that employers pay you for your skills and yeah. if you can show them you've developed them in the real world and not just read about them um, and done a test on them, but we've really done it. That's what I see that employers go. Yes, they're the real deal. They can do it. Mm. I guess self-awareness is so important because when you're able to reflect on your own and be honest with yourself, this is where I screwed up and this is how I'm going to fix it by doing something that terrifies you but excites you at the same time. That's when you have the the confidence to go to an employer and be like, well, I'm actually a bit fearful, but I have the confidence that I can overcome this fear and show you that I can really produce you the results. And that's why it's so great to like understand also emotional intelligence as well. Yeah. It's crucial. And that idea of overcoming it too, fear doesn't go away. Yeah. Someone, someone said, I think it's, it might've been a Churchill quote, that fear is a reaction and bravery is a choice. You're always going to be scared. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like I, I did, did like four things today that I've never done before in my whole life. Four wow. of them today. What was that? And I'm ter- terrified for all of them. Oh gosh. So I sent off a project proposal for a piece of work um, that I've never, I've never done that sort of work wow. before. So I was like, okay, this is how I would do it if I was to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. Um, I ran a online networking event for 120 people, uh, which I've never done before. Did that tonight. Wow. Actually, no, that's not true. We have done online networking events, but never for that many people. Uh, we're doing that again tonight. So I'm doing something brand new twice today. Um, and I've, I've done two podcasts today with two people I've never met. So like, it's awesome meeting you, but we did one this morning, um, the Australian <laughs> Business Students Association. And yourself. So like that idea of two new people, two new podcasts in a day. Um, but like you're, um, you're, like, you're scared and nervous of, you're nervous about all of that stuff, you know, but you, you do it anyway. And, and that's the difference. And speaking with people who start a lot of businesses and who you know, run nonprofits and all that sort of stuff, they're terrified all the time. Can they pay the rent? Can they get through COVID and support their staff? Like that bit doesn't go away, but I think you get, you get braver the more you do it. And I guess that's where mental resilience comes in when, when you're used to dealing with that kind of feeling and putting it under control. Yeah. And then you're also... And when you say... Yeah, and I was yeah you will. Say, you'll yeah. learn, right? Yeah. I'll pass it over to you. This is where... This is the facilitator. I want to jump in. So over to you, Patty. <laughs> go, go, go. That's Tell where me. motivation and empathy also comes in. Like when you have empathy True. for yourself, then you're kind of able to have empathy for the other person facing the day. So it's really yeah. cool. Yeah how you talk to yourself is the most important part of communication. And most it's someone, I wish I could, who said this, where does this attribution lie? It was on a podcast on Tim Ferriss podcast. Speaking to a guest and the guest said, the way people talk to the people they love the most tells you how they talk to themselves. Wow. And I heard that and I, I literally stopped the podcast and listened to and thought about that for like two days. The so way- like, the way and so this is like you know think of it like a framework won't be true for everyone obviously i don't think but the way people talk to the people they love the most is the way they talk to themselves and so what that did for me was like oh oh wow so there's like like that like 
that like almost like snarky quick to anger sometimes and like things aren't exactly how I want them to be I'm like oh that's because I'm like having this ridiculous standard that I'm trying to meet all the time and like it's coming out at other people and I was like oh maybe it's okay if I just chill out a little bit and then like that then flowed on for others and then the flip of that is if you've got someone in your life a family member a loved one a parent an in-law someone who you know, there's, there's something about them that they're like, whether it's judgmental or whether it's aggressive or it's anger or something like that, it just helped me go, oh, wow, like, I wonder if that's how, I wonder if that's what's happening inside their head too. Are they judging themselves all the time and that's why they're judging other people? Um, and yeah, for me, for on empathy, like that was been one of the biggest unlocks of just going, oh, if someone's saying that, like, maybe they're hurting and maybe the yeah. response shouldn't be, da, 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 da. It should be like, are you okay? Can I help you? Um, <laughs> sounds so simple but yeah it's easy to get worked up it's harder to go okay what do they need right now how can i be there for them Hmm. and actually um i think in this book that i've also read a lot of people are you pushed out so how you treat yourself also reflects the response that you get so if you're able to add a lot of value to yourself by having self-awareness and ability to communicate with yourself at least 20 minutes a day through like mindful meditation or even simple yoga and mindful breathing, then whatever you mm. do throughout the day will increase your productivity. Is that something that you always do on a frequent basis? Oh, these are the, this is, I love this question so much. So no, like I try okay. to and like it's a value wow. and I want to do it every day. But like I also constantly fall short of it. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, for instance, I had like really into like meditating every morning. I had a really, I like built this really solid morning routine and then I'm still getting up really early, but I was like, Ooh, if I just stop doing the morning routine, I can do two more hours of work from 6am to 8am, you know? Yeah. Um, but also what came with that was I just decided like, I wasn't going to judge myself. I was like, right now it's a That's really cool. busy time. I love what I do. And you know, when it gets busy, when it gets less busy, I can, I'll meditate then. And I always do because I've been doing this for a few years. When it gets quiet, I do, take, I do that. And then when it gets busier, I focus on work. And I, I, I kind of like the cycle of it a little bit. So, yeah. you know, perfect day, definitely, you know, taking that time to be mindful. For me, the thing I don't negotiate on is a, like a very quick gratitude practice, Yeah. which I hope this isn't an overshare, but I always do it in the shower. I'm just like standing there in the shower. Like, what are you going to do in the shower, right? Staring at the wall. Uh, and I always think about things that I'm grateful for that day. Um, I've done that every day for years because that's, you know, I'm going to use that time anyway. You can't be on your phone in the shower. You can't be like on TikTok mm-hmm. in the shower. Um, I hope not anyway. That'd be weird. Um, so yeah, for me, that's, that's a big one. Just what am I grateful for? What can I, what can I appreciate about today? It's amazing. We've only met just then, but I feel like, you know, the way you, you talk and communicate, there's so much value to give all the time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And likewise, oh. well, what, in, how, how, What's something that like, what's your, what's your sort of, what's your motive for running? What's your desire in sort of running all of these sessions and sharing them with the world? Like where, where did that come from for you? Why did you decide that this is something you'd want to put some time and energy into? I love hearing other people's perspectives. A lot of times mm-hmm. we see the outputs and I want to know like mm-hmm. what goes into all those outputs? How do they think? How do they overcome their challenges? What do they tell Whoa. themselves? And being able to have them express this and having people view that is, so then you understand these are the, these are the things that went through to produce the output that you have today, which is not only campus, but it's also you giving out value through your podcast. Like every day I see mm. your live on LinkedIn. Oh, thanks. On yeah. 
So it's really cool to get to understand, like, this is how you think, this is how you communicate with others. And that's why, and this is the result of what you have today. Yeah, well, I really like the distinction you make too there of like what you see is everyone's output. And so I think if you're, I think that's right. You're asking great questions. And the focus of when I was younger, what I wish I knew was to look at someone's input. And if you do what, if you do what they'll, if you do what they do, you'll get what they have. And if you keep doing the same things every day, you're going to keep getting the same results. So that idea of, okay, like if I, you know, people always say this of like, how did you leave your career? How did you start a business? Or how did you, you know, become more confident at public speaking or something like that? Yeah. And I'm like, I literally found 50 people who'd already done it before. Exactly. And then looked at what they did and then was like, oh, like if you read 50 books on leadership, they more or less say the same thing. And the beauty of that is going, oh, okay, that person's great. They worked hard, but it's like, they're doing certain things. And if I do those certain things, like I'll get a similar result. Demystifies it a bit. And those certain things are just as simple as like how you communicate the energy you give to other people, which is what you're doing now. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and it's, thank you. But likewise, you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing these for? The impact year I started about 10 to 11 months ago. Yeah. What do yeah. you think if you were to, if you were to reach back and, and speak to the Patty of 10 and 11 months ago, besides, <laughs> you know, warning her about, warning them about COVID. Um, yeah. What would you pass back? What would, what would the advice be you'd give to yourself a year ago? I would say have more empathy for the people that I'm giving advice to, because sometimes mm. you can tell them what to do and you think that it's the right thing for them. But when they say to you that I'm struggling, you don't know their full struggles. They might not tell you something that they're really going through because you might judge them. So having the ability to really, really listen and only give what's enough for them at the time is more important than giving them everything you think that they need, but they can't take it from you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. So true. It's such an easy trap to fall into as well, isn't it? Of sort of saying like, oh, I've got the answer to all your problems when... We don't. <laughs> Sorry, like that's the honest truth you're like no you don't like you couldn't possibly um i had a really good in one of those linkedin lives i'm not sure if you caught it but i had a really interesting conversation uh, with a guy named dre who's yeah. a mentor uh, does a lot of mentoring and one of the things we were talking about was the power of principle-based mentoring and that your job as a mentor is not to become their new parent and solve all their problems exactly like yeah. yeah it's like here's how i solved my problem here's the principle i used and like you can use that principle too. Um, and like that transference of principles rather than I've got the solution. Mm. Like it's, it's kind of a solution, but it's more like a tool. It's kind of like, exactly. if you see someone building a house, you're like, okay, you're going to need these, I don't know, I'm not a builder. You're going to need these 30 tools in a toolbox, you know, but if someone's, I don't know, making a cake, they need different tools. They're still tools and you're not doing it for them, but it's like, you know, here's a toolbox or here's a set of kitchen, like literally facing my kitchen. Here's like a set of kitchen things, utensils, like these might be handy. And then it's up yes. to them to like drop it and, you know, use the wrong thing. And, but it's like, they've got the tools. Um, and that's, I think that can be a really, that's how I think about it too. Of like everything we teach, we're trying to teach principles. Mm -hmm. And so it's the risk I found there is sometimes people leave and their questions always, okay, so what? Okay. I get that. So what, how do I apply this? Yeah. Um, and I think there's a, a really nice balance there of saying like, it's up to you to apply it. Exactly. And, but as you say, empathizing and saying, 
you know, here are a couple of ways you could apply it. You know, do any of these ring true for you? And inevitably someone will be like, you know, like goal setting there. I've like that example of like looking for a place to start, look at your bank account, you know, look at your health, look at your career and giving people little things that they go, Oh, okay. Actually. Yeah. I'm in credit card debt. It's like principle. Don't buy things you can't afford. And people mm-hmm. go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And so hopefully the next time they go to buy something on shopping online, they go, Hmm, don't buy things you can't afford. Can I afford this? No. Therefore, uh, don't buy it. You're like very good. Don't buy it. You know? And then, yeah. Because the thing that I also agree with you is when you let the person become rather than trying to make them become. So let them become mm. at their own pace. So you give them the tool to make their own mistakes and learn on their own. But you give them the right tool so that they don't like fall off track. And that's probably yeah, the like most it. important when they learn it themselves that I attained all of this myself, but I only got a bit of your advice just to implement it on the way. It's like a, like a, a booster. Like a yeah. energizer for them. There's a really good, and that's spot on that idea of letting them do it. There's a really good um, book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that? Not Never yet. Never Split the Difference. Okay, it's really, really good. It's like kind of a negotiation, well, it's a negotiation book. He was an FBI negotiator. But one of the stories he tells of this like pivotal moment in his life was he volunteered for like a suicide prevention hotline. And while he was volunteering, he kind of got this call and there's always like a supervisor on the other end, just like listening in when they get early to make sure they know what they're doing. And he got off the call at the end and the other person said something to the extent of like, Oh, you were amazing. Like if it wasn't for you, I would have taken my own life. Like, you know, you were just, I, I wouldn't be here without you. You're so incredible, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think I'm getting the attribution right. I think this was Chris Voss and he gets off the other end of the line and he goes over to his manager and he's like, <laughs> like that was me. I did that. Like, look at what I just did. They love me. Look how amazing I am. And his manager just like screamed at him. And it was like, <laughs> like, and the whole, the whole point was like, the reason he was screaming was like, you made that person think that you saved them and you didn't let them know that they saved themselves. Yeah. And it's that it's like, it's not letting them become it's, it's, it's forcing them. And then it creates a codependency, which is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the way, the way I get around that, like practically, okay, what do you do with that? is in workshops, I always say to people, I'm going to leave in X amount of time. I'm going to leave in an hour and a half. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be out of here in an hour and a half. Now you can contact me. I'll support you. There's follow-up resources, blah, 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 blah. But like the reason I need you to pay attention is for you to get the most value out of this time. Like you need to see how it works in your life. Um, yeah. And if it's a waste of your time, like if you're listening to this right now, you're not enjoying it, you no value, like cool. stop it and go do literally anything else. But like, wow. if you're going to be here, be here. Um, and that for me has helped people go like sink into a deeper level and go, Oh, okay. It's kind of on me to get the most out of this. It is on them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, cool. thank you very much, Josh, for the talk for today. It's now 420. I think Josh will have to go soon. So thank yes. you again for being on the call and hopefully we get to do more of this. Yeah, that'll be fun. Anytime reach out. It's been a pleasure. It's fun to chat and lovely to meet you as well. So there's another episode of the campus experience. What did you learn today about mental resilience, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, or how these things tie into an entrepreneurial and leadership journey? I'd love to know what you thought, and I'd love to hear your feedback. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to share all these episodes with you and hope to make sure that they're really valuable. Also, if you're ever interested in developing these skills further, you might want to check out some of our online courses. 
If you go to campusconsultancy.org and click on what we do, you can find out all about our offering of online courses and in-person workshops. We'd love to visit you, be on your campus, or work with you and your peers. So reach out to josh at campusconsultancy.org if you think we can be helpful. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you again.